1: Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome to pre-market prep where you get everything you guys need to get your trading day started. Are you guys excited for another round? I got Dennis Dick back. I know you guys are excited to hear that. We got Walmart to talk about. It looks like uh, even though they got it down, it's pretty up from that point. We'll take a look at Walmart Home Depot. We'll talk about, of course, the 13 F's coming out. Warren Buffett. We might even touch a little bit on uh, some others. We got uh, the Gates Foundation, Disney Talk yesterday by Dan Loeb, Third Point. Lots to talk about in today's action. And of course, July housing starts and permits uh, will be out at 830. We'll keep an eye on that and welcome to pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Kahneman. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's bring in the guys, Joel Conn and Dennis
2: Dick. Welcome back. New Dennis. intro. I yeah. saw Mitch in that intro.
1: Not, 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 I wouldn't really say new, but re- refurnished. Let's say that. <laughs> you know I what, saw though? Honey, Mitch. No one's in Detroit. You're in Detroit. Don't worry. Just, just say that you're in Detroit. Don't worry, Joel. You're in downtown Detroit. De- De- you, Joel you is see in it Detroit. In no, you're in
3: Detroit. You're in Detroit. You're our Detroit, our
2: local guy. I'm I'm kind of still local Detroit. Kind of. I'm only five hours away.
1: Yeah, you just got to throw across the pond there.
2: Uh, really, uh, really far now. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're really you having a like beer. Beer.
1: Welcome back, Triple D.
4: Uh, I'm just going to call you Atlas Van Lines Mover, but we'll get in that in a a second. Uh, What a day in the market yesterday. Crossing into the 4,300 handle for the first time since May 4th. Couldn't close above it. Um, I'm going to show first. uh, Mitch is going to ask me to share my charts. So I'm going to share my charts. But this is like a... A quad top up here that we got to topple at this forty-three oh five area. I got to make it just a little bit bigger. I mean, look at that. One, two, three, four, five. We stop there. Stop where we're supposed to. Uh, we pull back, but man, oh man, if we get above there, I mean, are we going to be talking about forty-four hundred going into the quad? No. Which we'll find no, out. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: All right, we can't stop up. it. Right now, it's full FOMO. I sold early. Shouldn't have sold early, obviously. This is why I didn't go short. I'll tell you that much. But holy, (laughs) wrong. Selling early. Was selling, well, about 80 handles ago after the CPI, 420. So, keeps going. I don't know where it tops out. But all I know is stocks are starting to look like 20 times. And going into a recession, we've said this story before. Lots of potential concerns out there. But we're full on climbing the wall of worry. People think they've missed the boat. People think we're going back to all-time highs. People are buying everything risk on. Um, And again Mm -hmm. and again, you see it, especially these meme stocks. It wasn't a two-day rally. It's turned into a six- or seven-day rally in some of these meme stocks now. I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond ripping higher here again. So hard to argue with the FOMO, hard to fight it. Yeah,
1: I think uh, it's interesting to watch one thing I'll just kind of state there before we get into triple B is uh, I I am starting to see on Friday we were at 78 RSI. I talked about that. I felt we still had a little bit of room. Now we've gotten towards 8638 yesterday. I think that is the topping out there. What's the max? One hundred? Um, I don't even know. one hundred. yeah, well, it, it isn't you can't you could can stay at that one hundred and you can't go past it, so it's bounded. Um, the biggest thing there is the extremes on the spy. That's what I've talked about before. That's what I pay attention to on RSI. Do not pay attention to it when it's in the middle. I only pay attention to it when it's at extreme, either overbought or oversold. In this case, there's very rare times where you see the SPY go past that 86. And if you do see it, I, I would say, and I can look back at the chart to be kind of uh, 100% right, but nine out of 10 times, you're coming down off of those levels. Whether it be in a day or two, it could be in a day or two, but I do think that we come start coming back here.
2: Got to be buying pullbacks like on, on serious pullbacks because it continues to work, at least as a trader. As an investor, you know, when we went to 420, I raised myself up because I thought 420 was going to be the number. I raised myself back up to 47% cash. But as a trader, you're going with the flow. Buy long trading because, you know, until we get that. But once, you know, once you get that, just be prepared. I mean, we're going to talk Thursday about headline preparation and trying to anticipate stuff. And in some cases, if you're fast, you can wait till the actual headline hits. So keep riding it until you get a, a rug pull. And there will be another rug pull. I still believe it's going to come from China. But who the hell knows when? It could be a month from now. You know, I thought it would come faster than this, but it could be a while from now. So I think you just got to keep riding it. But as a long-term investor, I'm not buying stocks here. So it depends what hat you've got on. The stocks are not cheap. I mean, I'm going to come in and buy Apple now at 173 near all-time highs, 25 times earnings. I just don't think it adds up. But FOMO I mean, is back and they can't fight the FOMO.
4: He he thinks he thinks that that uh that they're in uh to Gene on Friday and uh you know he thinks he thinks the earnings are, are going to increase to to justify the price. He thinks they're just gonna they're gonna keep finding uh, new new ways to make money. He's got a price target of two fifty on it. Um, and that, you know, whether it's, I mean, he talked about EVs and I I don't know. I mean, I think you're going up against Tesla on that I think it's going to be hard for them to catch up. Um, and he talked about, you know, the, the media and the streaming, and I think it'd be hard to catch up on that, but I think what, I think what Apple's working on, I have just no confirmation, is something related to health. Right, they got all the data. They got all the information. If they, you know, if he can come out with things to, you know, besides diet pills and things like that, um, I don't think that's if they, a
2: secret. I mean, they have Apple Health. They just need to keep going with that. So, yes, there's no but, secret. But, yeah, but they're coming correct. out with everything. Like they've, you know, they, they're always building stuff. And you know, and this is why I still have a position in Apple. Obviously, I've hedged it. Um, but. You know and it's up I mean, you own the Q's, you own Apple, you, your indirect exposure to Apple is enormous, no matter always. what. Yep, it's just not a cheap stock anymore. So, you know, when it was trading at 10 times earnings four years ago, it was a cheap stock, and we were kept saying, When is it going to get the love? When is it going to get a market multiple? Now it trades above a market multiple, and now I'm asking, Well, when is it going to come back down to a market multiple? So, sometimes these things take a long, long time, it took a lot of years for Apple to get the love that it's so much deserved. But you're at a point here now, it's given so much love. I mean, relative to the cues to JC Perret's chart, you know, Apple is at an all-time high relative to the Qs. So, I mean, the stock has been unbelievable. It's been an unbelievable move in six weeks, you know, the better part of seven weeks. Went from 130 to $173. I mean, this is a huge move for one of the biggest market caps. It's up 30% in basically a month and a half. A lot of stocks are. So that's the good news. Um, so the bad news is it just runs so far. I just can't see coming into all these stocks now. But maybe we are getting a V bottom. I said if you're buying stocks, 420, you're, you're saying we're going to have a V bottom. Apple's looking like a V bottom. So maybe it's going to happen. Maybe we're just going to go back and we'll forget. We aren't going to care that the Tina trade is dead. And the Tina trade right now is officially dead when you can get 4.5% risk free assets. So maybe we're not going to care, you know, that China's pissed off at the U.S. Maybe we're not going to care about all these things. But at a certain point, maybe we are. So I still think it's prudent to lighten up. But I've been dead rolling for the last for the last three or four trading sessions for sure. Well, as long as it's not, you know, as long as you're not out there
4: shorting stuff. I mean, you know, it's uh, and you do short-term portfolio i mean you also I took some heat never, on. You, you took I, some heat on some stuff too though i mean right and you know it it's come back so maybe it's a prudent thing to do that is to is to lighten there's up been a big bit. moves here
2: i mean yeah. this is like if you're and i just saying and obviously i had a lot of cash i wasn't taking as much heat as other people but if you were in like some of these dogs like bed bath and beyond and you ride it from twenty dollars down to five and you're out at 16, you know, in the summer, you know, the New York post article, they were tearing the air conditioner off. Save money. I mean, I mean, this is a gift from the memesters. It is. I don't know where the party ends, but do I think bed, bath and beyonds go to 40, 50, a hundred, $200? Is it the next, you know, AMC that's taking off? It's possible, but sold I don't it think early, it is
1: man. sold it early.
2: <laughs> I sold it way early, you know, like, but you know, I've sold, I've always early. This is my problem. In 23 years of professional trading, I'm always early. I'm usually early with the call. I'm usually early with the exit. If I could break that, I'd probably make a lot more money. But like I've said before, it's better to be early than than late. late. So I go to a party. I'm early. I get it from my parents. My parents show up early you know, to everything. So they want to be on time. So maybe that's where I get it from. But I don't know where it ends. I don't know where the bed, bath, and beyond party ends. It went from $5 to $16 in two weeks. It's tripled in two weeks. What do you want? I mean, what are you asking for? This is an awesome move. I mean, there's there's so many other stocks that have really had really really good moves, and and like we just said, Apple, big time. So let's go into you know into the news of the day here, though, because we've already had this conversation. I don't know where yep. the rug pull happens, but I think it eventually does, and that's why I think it's prudent to raise cash. But we continue to climb the wall of worry. So let's go in because we're climbing the wall of worry in a million stocks.
1: All right, um, let's go towards Walmart. Of course, uh, EPS coming in here at $1.77, down from $1.78 year over year, sales at $152.9 billion, beating the $150.75 billion estimate. Walmart did uh, maintain their guidance for the back half of uh, fiscal year 23. They said in an inflation pinch, shoppers were buying less high margin um, products. Uh, discretionary merchant-like apparel as they spend for more necessities. Um, And also one thing I think that was interesting is Walmart did say that shoppers are increasingly using credit more than debt um, and then uh, more than debit. And Walmart membership-based warehouse club, Sam's Club memberships hit an all-time
2: high. So we get a warning from them, (laughs) literally – 1, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 trading days ago. We get a warning from them. The stock gap's down. And that was basically the bottom in a lot of stocks. And now everything's good. Everything looks good again here. Just it's all happy. We're all going back to normal. Recession is over. It's buy stocks. That's what <laughs> market's telling you anyway, so. Like I mean, I know, I, you know, the market always prices it and everything, and it's fishing and it knows everything. So, I don't know, it's going up. But I have a position <laughs> on, so I, I'm not going to talk stock specifically. I have a position on Walmart. I have it hedged versus Costco versus TJX, which is a bunch of retail stocks too. So, I'm actually, the hedge is working perfectly because I'm almost the exact same amount of money I'm up today, just an overnight position. So, I always do these exotic hedging. It's not really that exotic <laughs> yeah. Costco versus Walmart, but.
4: Sometimes sometimes it's out of necessity and sometimes it's out of... Sometimes, sometimes.
2: Uh, and
4: sometimes it's out of intention. I don't know what to say. Uh, the company comes out, uh, gives you bad news on a couple of other occasions. Obviously, the street did not fall for it at all. I mean, the street... I mean, they came right back down to 120, brought it right back up, filled the gap. They came down out with some corporate news. Boom. I would just say keep an eye on the pre-market high, whatever that is at the point, maybe, you know, some papers are going to have to stack up somewhere. Um, As far as technically, you are absolutely in no man's land. You are trading right here. You got the gap up that you're gapping into a gap. Uh, use your short-term technicals. The only thing, and I don't have that information right now, is the pre-market high. And uh, you're going to have to find some really aggressive buyers uh, I know there's two million shares have traded, but you're gonna have to find a lot of people to pay up four percent on Walmart after what you've you know you've rallied you know sixteen seventeen dollars. But this is the way the market is, and uh, pre-market high one thirty eight sixty two. We'll see. That's all I can. That's all I can give you. Gap it into a gap, and it's helping everybody else, right? Targets moving up. Entire retail um, sector. Yep, entire retail sector. They took down the entire retail sector, and now they're bringing it back up. So there's your key indicator. And I mean, I even want-
2: Amazon, you know, and you got the keys yep. trading down. Amazon's up a buck, tw- a buck and a quarter on this. Some people will say, "Oh, that's because Warren Buffett increased his position," which will be a good segue. But it's not. He didn't increase his position. It's just from the share split. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, I, I don't know what to say, so I'm just going to leave Walmart. Like I said, I have a small trading position overnight, okay, but we're I had a hedge out, so I'm okay. good there. Um, okay. Let's go to Home Depot.
1: All right. We can go to Home Depot now. One thing I will state on that Walmart that was interesting for me was a Sam's Club membership hitting the all-time high. Could give us a little bit of insight if when we get BJ on, um, after the close on Thursday, so keep that in mind. Home Depot EPS coming in here. Let's talk about this. Uh, EPS at five dollars and five cents, beating the four dollars and ninety-five cent estimate. Sales at forty-three point eight zero billion, beating the forty-three point four zero billion estimate. Home Depot reaffirmed full-year twenty twenty-two sales growth and comparable sales growth guidance from approximately
2: three percent. They, you can't stop the the buy the dip, Joel. I mean, they're just all over it. There's yeah, a I dip was just for more than five minutes.
4: Why would you so. not just? I mean, why would you not just down to what? almost 300
2: why knock anything down right now because you're wrong because the stock just bounced right back i mean it's very you know i guess there's some stocks that are still not bouncing back right off the earnings reports but this was a fine earnings report you knock 10 bucks off it they're gonna come in and buy this the money managers like oh, i got too much cash okay home depot's down eight bucks let's go buy it and they come in and they buy it and it's right back i mean that's where we're at this is why you gotta just take sick back look at the big picture People are wrong. I'm wrong. I have the same thing. I mean, a good company pulls back on a pullback right now on a dip. I'll buy it because you know what? I don't like being as much cash as I am when the market's going up. Uh, I'm just gonna.
4: I, I see we're traded three twelve fifty. Uh, I'm gonna throw out the low. I'm gonna throw out the high and just just. I'm gonna focus on the dailies here, and I'm just gonna look at this three fifteen. Yeah, we've traded above it a little bit, so I think the bears are still in control. But I think you get this thing above 315. And I think the complexion of the market changes here. Uh, You get above 315. Has not come anywhere near a a 50% retracement, whereas Apple's probably already passed a 618. The Spoo's are approaching a 618. So uh, cage monster here. uh, I say you get over 315. And
2: I think the bears will be heading for
4: the hills. Hey, uh, Dennis, people want to know the 4.5% risk-free. Yeah, uh, I'm in Canada.
2: I can get GIC for 4.5% here right now, yeah. which is guaranteed investment certificate by the government of Canada. Never defaulted before. So it's I, out there. Nice I don't pay. know where it is in the U.S. I think our rates are slightly <laughs> ticking a little higher than they are in the U.S. But it's just telling you, those GIC rates a year ago were 1. 1. Maybe. I know. 0.5. Now they're 4.5. Tina Thanks. Trade is officially dead. There is lots of alternatives here now. Lots of alternatives to stocks. There was lots of reasons for them to sell off. There's lots of reasons for them to rally because they were oversold. I just think the rally is overdone. That's all I'm saying. Mitch's stats on the RSI is telling me the same thing. That's why I'm ringing the register on everything that I we- bought. I basically rang the register on everything I bought six weeks ago, So which paid the bills. That's what we got to do. You know, People are saying, oh, you're missing all the fun. Not in this for fun. I'm in this to pay the bills. This is not fun. This is not the casino. This is how I make my living. So I see. You you know know what that
4: RSI does though to you sometimes? Like it gets up to these elevated levels and then mm -hmm. the market's quiet for a little bit. Right? So then it it pulls back. Right? The market really doesn't go down. It really doesn't go up, but it just kind of like hangs out. So that RSI, you know, slips down to like 70 or 72 and the market really didn't go anywhere. And then it, you know, and then it rips again. So uh, if you're, before I'm looking for a turn here, I'm looking for at least some kind of topping pattern, uh, you know, a double top, and then some, uh, a wicked point of consolidation. Tim talked yesterday about coming in, you know, we got an options expiration this week. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they, you know, they juice the market into that. We have a a quad witch coming up. Also in September, we have mid. There's a lot of things out there that can knock us off to Keister, but uh, like right now, like the RSI is just like it's just uh, it's yeah. Not rem- one of the tools, tools. Yeah,
1: remember box. one of the things is that's just going to give us the description about when we're in the overbought, not a signal down, right? And so we, I would agree with Joel's comment there. Look for the pattern, right? Now that we were looking for the pattern to show up. To get confirmation. Another thing that was mentioned in the comments also when I talked about that of RSI above 86, a lot of times we're looking for it to get back below 80 to give us a sign that we're actually cracking down. It's not just the first tick down. You're like, yeah, this is it. It's coming down, baby. No, it's not that way. That's not the way it works. Remember,
2: it's hard to break description. Go ahead. It's Go hard ahead. to break momentum. I mean, this is why there's so many successful traders like Christian mm-hmm. Fromherts that are momentum traders that Stay go with, with the, the flow. Trend. It's mm-hmm. hard to break momentum. I'm a contrarian at heart. I try to do it. And I, you know, and I lose probably more often than I do. I probably make more money if I would just be a momentum trader and you know not try to call the turns and stuff. But I tell you, when you call the turns, they're very lucrative. So, you know, like where do you pick up like on Square? I picked up 35% on Square in eight trading sessions. I mean, when you're going with the flow and the momentum, you don't get those kind of moves. So, um, so it you know, it's different. You know, I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose. It's a tougher game, but it really pays hard when you call it right. So, I mean, if you can tell it, call the turns, but to Mitch's point, just because the RSI is eighty six doesn't mean it's turning today. Doesn't mean it's turning tomorrow. It just means we're overbought. Stocks stay overbought for a hell of a long time. But to know that, to you know, just getting the big picture, you know we're overbought. So you wait maybe till you get the headline that's going to maybe be the turning point. Sometimes it happens on a quad, witch, Joel, sometimes, yeah, that's you know, good options. Point. sometimes it happens from a macro headline, which I think it's going to be this time. You know, maybe you just wait. You know and I'm always learning as I go, too. And maybe that's what I've, I do wrong is I'm so quick, I probably should just wait for the headline. You know, instead of trying to anticipate that China's going to do something, why not just hold stocks long until they actually do something? Because when they do it, the algos get their initials, but then people buy the dip and then it's like, all right, no, this one's for real. And then you sell into that, you know, those dip buyers there. So that's probably the better way to play it, teaching myself right now, is that you want to, you know, in some cases you can almost wait until the news, until the catalyst, and then look at the move. And then obviously you got to respond fairly quickly. But being prepared is, you know, like they say, you know, there's no such thing as luck, but, you know, luck is where opportunity meets preparation. And I totally believe that.
4: Dennis, you should sign up for this course on Thursday from noon to three.
2: I should. I should. I'm gonna <laughs> what learn is a lot. That in course? Course. What is introduction that really? to swing
4: trading. I just uh, we're just talking about catalyst here, and then we can go back um to the earnings. But uh we had that early expiration in June, right? Uh, because mm-hmm. the first Friday was the third, right? So it was actually the 17th, right? June 17th. And look when where the market Bottomed. Look where the absolute dead low of the move came on the expiration. So maybe you just that was that was
2: an option expiration. The dead low on that. That was a
4: quad witch. It was actually this. This, this yep. I this never was, noticed that. Yep.
2: They yep. turn on these option expirations. Those are the big turning days, and that's because there's so much volume coming into the markets on those days that you get people positioned you know, certain ways off of that. So that makes total sense. I didn't even notice that, Joel. Yep, June, we we turned right on that day, June 17th. Yeah,
4: sometimes people just puke out, like I just can't take it anymore. They did.
2: They totally did. I mean, they're all on CNBC back on June 16th. They're like, well, we haven't seen anything like capitulation. (laughs) Yes, he fell from 410 to 360 in six trading sessions. In six trading sessions, we lost, what the hell is that? 15, we lost 13%. In six trading sessions. That's a market crash. That's not capitulation. I mean, the market crashed at 20- in, in, in 87 <laughs> it, was 27. We uh, lost 13 in six trading sessions. What the hell are you looking for? I'll bring
1: their side. I'll bring their side. They were looking for the VIX. They were looking for well, the VIX over it? 40. They even look at the VIX. The VIX is stupid. <laughs> That's the problem. They were looking at statistics, Dennis, oh, and they are trying to
4: use statistics to hey, call the VIX? bottom. I have no idea where the VIX, VIX is. Where is it? 20? 19? 18? You can 18? guess it. It uh, lags yeah. so much,
2: Joel. If you, I could probably guess where the VIX is, not look at it for a month, <laughs> but just from my trading, I could no, guess right. where the VIX is completely. If, again, if you're not in the markets and you don't, and you go to your island and you're coming back in a month and you're trying to get a feel, <laughs> it's a good idea island. for getting a feel for what's happened. If you're sitting at your trading desk every day and you don't know where the VIX, like in your head, is, right it, you're not trading. I mean, I can tell you right now, I can see from my p and I know it's definitely a lot below 30 because volatility and not much going on some days. You know, it's calmed right down. You don't see these vicious whipsaws happening anymore. So, I mean, right it here, all I depends it. who you are, but it, it's, it's right good for here. the desert island people. But if you're looking as an active trader, you're looking for the VIX for your next trade, it's a lagging indicator. I don't think there's anything there for active traders. Sorry. All right, uh, now just real one... quick.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanna yeah, I just want to reiterate because I, I like I very like get levels in my head and I and I don't back off them. And print tom is asking about the resistance here. I mean, I showed it I, a spider, the SP. I mean, we are there. This this 4305 in the spoos is now a quad top. If you go back, I know the um the uh the spider is a little bit different because of the 24 hour market. I mean, you don't you don't get more clear resistance than this, right? I mean, right here, this 4,300. So I just wanted to throw in that. Mitch, go ahead, uh, finish up with the earnings, or do we want to go into the 13 Fs?
1: We're going to go into the 13 Fs. I just wanted to show us a little bit of actual proof, right? I'm talking about this, but might as well show you guys it in a graphical representation here. So here's the SPY here, and I circled all the moments where we've gone above here. It's not an exact why it's 85.65, the line that I have drawn there. But what I looked at is just like kind of like a pattern, right? Where does it peak often and what are the extremes? Extremes are those quick spikes up and what happens on those. So if you look here, out of the last five times this has happened, only once have we gone up immediately following that. And so in my case, this is why I'm looking for it to kind of reverse. Doesn't need to happen in one day. Just like here, you guys can see here, we actually topped up here towards the peak. We got up for a day or two and then really started coming down. That's what showed us the top in November when we started coming down for this, when it was in the bull market, right? And so that's what I'm going to be watching for. Doesn't give us the exact, but if you can see it here. If it's playing out four out of the last five times, I'm going to go ahead and keep watch of this.
2: And Mitch, you know, that it looks pretty on the chart. I tell you, you know, it, it's saying the same thing I am. So, you know, mm-hmm, I probably don't thing. need it, but need saying it saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It, so definitely again, that's what it's if about. you're not active in the markets and there's lots of people who are just, you know, got day jobs, it's probably good to look at some of this stuff. I'm just saying if you're an active trader. You know, you're overbought. You can feel we're overbought. I mean, so, but it's nice to see it on the chart. It just confirms what I'm thinking. So when you show that and somebody says prettiest chart of the day, I kind of agree with it. You know, simple look in, we're overbought. So you're coming in here like, I got to buy something. I'm like, that's what everybody's thinking right now. I've never made a lot of money doing what everybody else is doing. I'll just tell you that much
1: all right let's keep going let's get into the 13 f's now let's talk of course about warren buffett and what did he take some shots on in the second quarter let's take a look at some of these charts warren buffett increased ally financial occidental petroleum uh activision blizzard paramount global mckesson exited stakes in verizon royalty pharma uh, during Q2. Let's go towards the first one that was pretty big, which was Ally Financial. Of course, they do have a big dividend. I need to look it up because this was what interested me in this stock during when they when they talked about that dividend raise that they had. Uh, but let's talk about this. They He wow. raised the shares to 30 million shares from around 801,000. Uh, so it's like 30X from the pre- previous filing here. Uh, definitely believing in Ally, um, it's it's my bank, so I mean I, I'm with it too. Let's go, why not? Um, you know they're interesting who... in in what they provide, and they've also gone a little bit into trading also. Um, so we'll keep watch on here.
2: You know who is really good at buying the dip too? We give Kathy like like us. She's the best buy the dipper or the most you know prop pro, maybe not the best but the <laughs> most prominent where she's buying dips like crazy. I tell you what, Warren Buffett is a dip buyer too. Man. Every time yeah. Oxy pulls back in the 56, <laughs> he buys stock, and he hasn't bought it. Oh, well, why hasn't he bought Oxy for a while? Why did pull back to 56? He can see where he's buying it. I mean, all this ALLY, Joel, you know where he's buying it. The full 32 support, like he's like like they like, taking a page out of the Joel Alcon and. Uh, textbook for technical analysis. And it hits hurt support and these big levels that Joel talks about. That 32 would have been like a five-star level for you, Joel. Maybe an eight-star <laughs> yeah. level. And he's backing up the truck. You know he's backing up the truck there for the last 45 days because obviously yep. 13 Fs are backward-looking. And now it's moving up. So if you're buying ALLY today off of Warren at 38, just remember he was buying at 32, 33. So you're not just can follow Warren perfectly and say, well, Warren, what's good for Warren is good for me. Well, it's good for Warren at 32. At 38, I mean, you're coming back up here now. But people will chase Warren Buffett. Um, and you know what? And what I, I think he's the best investor of all time. So I like to chase him to a certain extent here too. But I'm not going to chase him up 7% on ALLY today knowing that he was buying it probably at 32 or $33. Uh, well, a couple things here.
4: I, I, I think Warren takes more than, than shots. In the market, I think they're making <laughs> taking shots at. I, I think they're very thought out, calculated. Also, I'm happy about this because Dana's husband works for Ally uh Garrett. So that's good news. Uh big pop. You can see the consolidation there, gapping into an area. I'll just a general comment on these uh on these warrant things. Sometimes they just take it like you think this is up 267, and you think that's a lot. But sometimes they just take it from the open and they just keep on going. You've seen that with Occidental Petroleum a few times. And then sometimes it's a pretty good fade. I don't have a fade area here because we're gapping into a gap. Thirty nine sixty seven would be the first area. I would, you know, if I was long today, I was looking for the for the rally to continue. So uh, weird chart here. I mean, that's when the market fell out of bed and. You Know now the market's back up here on a relative basis, so maybe the say should be a 42 bucks. I don't know, but uh, ally uh, traded good only on 127,000 shares. Does this trade a lot of volume, Dennis? Or not? that's a lot
2: of volume for ALLY. Okay, that does not okay. trade, that's not a heavily, heavily traded stock, so it's ripping on this. And we see other stocks ripping on this as well. Um, I didn't trade the ALLY, but I did trade a few of them last night, and I got fooled too, so because I was looking at the 13Fs. And you see, look at the 13F, and this is why, you know, this is a hard thing to program and algorithmically anyways. You look at the 13F and compare, you know, the old holdings, new holdings, that's how they do it. And you look at Amazon, you think, oh my goodness, he bought a hell of a lot of Amazon. And I thought off the bat too. I got fooled with it too. And then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This had the split. So he actually didn't, you know, And there's multiple news sources that reported that he increased his stake in Amazon. But when you do the quick math, oh no, he didn't. This was just twenty for one split. Yeah, silent again. <laughs> no, because you like, gotta,
4: you know, it's uh I don't know where to I say. Just I just thought I said it
2: perfectly and there was no response. It's like remember old school? Do you remember, you ever remember the movie Old School? Rodney Dangerfield. Old school? No, old school. Will Farrell. <laughs> Joel.
4: What, what am I thinking of?
2: He's real he's old school, Dennis. End, I'm taking him back it to school. <laughs> you you said
1: old school. school. He really went old school on you.
2: <laughs> well, Farrell, and he was sitting there, and he's like giving the whole thing, and then the response was like, "I have nothing to say." That was absolutely perfect.
1: <laughs> Just right. beautiful there. All right. What about Activision uh, increasing on that? What do you think about that position? Doesn't
2: matter at all for the simple reason. I guess they think he's a risk arb here now. Um, you know he likes the one thing to consider is that ea and take two have come back a long ways too. full disclosure i'm long take two again i put it back in the long-term portfolio on the dip and the dip like everybody else um so they've come back a bet i mean this is like deal or no deal still it's like what is it like 95 bucks is like the takeout price here so if it goes through obviously he feels like it's going to go through or he thinks that i like the stock even if it doesn't go through if it doesn't go through it's going back to the low 70s but Obviously, Warren still likes the risk rewards. So um, I didn't even notice that he had to increase the activation blizzard position. But again, with the risk curves, it's not going to move as much as like an ALLY.
1: Yeah, it climbed about close to 4 million, just a little bit under 4 million shares. So nothing crazy that he added more there. But
2: The other one it. was Paramount, yeah, which was para. interesting. This was the other one that I took note of. I did trade it on it last night. I am out of it now. But I'm looking at this and thinking, you know what, Joel? paramount here this kind of setting up not bad now you get the warren catalyst where he's increased the position here this is one that's sneaky not really going much i know it's a while like it can be a you know yeah it
4: used to be uh what viacom or whatever
2: yeah yeah paramount this is the old viacom remember this one went to a hundred dollars on what was his name i can't remember his name the the Uh, crazy hedge fund man oh yeah the capital that went
4: yeah Wang. Yeah.
2: anyways and then it crashed down and burned I, this this is interesting. Way, no, no more it's money an anymore. interesting setup here because it hasn't really broken out and you got like yeah. starting a little breakout yesterday and i get the warren catalyst here i wouldn't fade this one i would uh, I dennis, maybe could be talked into fading something like that, an ally i don't yeah. think i'd fade this P A R
4: this is too wide open you did get the spike to 2740 you got some gaps to fill oh just just one quick segue dennis um uh, but uh Totally off the subject, but uh, uh, Bobby Kodak open um, he made a donation to the University of Michigan, and now they have an esports degree. They have, uh, in, do, in, eh? yeah, yeah. So, if you, you've been talking about that for about five, six years about uh, man,
3: of man you talk yeah. about uh, degrees too early on that, that too. don't matter. <laughs>
4: All right. It is 835 here. We're going to take a little break here. We're going to bring on our guest and it's uh, Evan Schnidman. And uh, he is a longtime friend of the show. We haven't had him on in a long time, but I I caught up with him uh, yesterday. We had a great conversation. So let's bring Evan in and... uh, Probably the joke he's heard from me so many times, he, you know, he's a Harvard guy. So I, I know I know he could, probably couldn't get into Michigan, so he went to Harvard. But uh, Evan, uh, welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's been quite some time.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, Joel. Great to be here.
0: Uh, So first of all,
4: uh, going back, Praddle. That was your first company uh, that you had, a very interesting company, and you sold that to Liquinet. So just uh, refresh our memory uh, a little bit here. Tell us about what kind of technology was behind Prattle and um, uh, the sale to Liquinet.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So at Prattle, we use natural language processing to analyze market-moving language, so basically started out analyzing central bank communication. So Fed speak, seeing how that's moving the market. They built a mathematic model to essentially track how linguistic patterns tie directly to price action. And then went over and applied that same logic to analyzing corporate communication. So earnings calls, regulatory filings, speeches by corporate officers, press releases, et cetera. Um, And then providing analytics based on not only that individual company's lexicon, but residualizing on a per speaker basis. So how does the CEO speak that's different from the CFO uh, on, a, on a given earnings call and are they out of pattern for themselves relative to each other?
4: And uh, was uh, pre-market prep part of that uh, verbal communication interpretation?
3: uh you know it was not yet uh so, sorry okay. to say i okay. we, we were we were going for primary sources here so uh we, we were, were looking only, we'll the, we'll we'll only only at the corporate officers
4: <laughs> all right so you you've you've moved on to a new uh a new venture here and it's it's market reader marketreader.com and uh price right everyone wants like you see the news there's there's i mean this is what you know dennis is like a absolute expert in, but he does it with some formula that you can't put on paper. Uh, but but tell us about Market Reader. You guys are still in your, your infant stages, but tell us what you're working on, how it's different from Prattle, and uh, what your plans are for it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So Market Reader is a totally different animal than, than what we were doing at Prattle. Um, really, our focus is on identifying unusual price action during the course of the trading day. And explaining that unusual move. Hmm. So, um, one, first and foremost, we are we are targeting retail investors with this. We want, we, we want the folks who are, are trading day in and day out, using this all day long. So our whole system's built around identifying moves in real time. So within a 10-minute bar, we're identifying: is this truly an unusual move? Is it unusual in terms of volume and in terms of the magnitude of the move? Um, So obviously, we're, you know, analyzing tick level data, constructing our own 10 minute bars there. But where it gets really exciting is we're actually then running everything through a suite of volume and flow models, factor models, analysis of social media and of news to identify what is the most plausible explanation for what's causing an unusual move. So, you know, right. This you look at this morning. okay, Walmart spiked. Well, okay, it, sparked, it spiked on high volume. We our calendar model fired immediately. We know that that's an earning that that's because of earnings. Yeah. Well, then there's a bunch of sympathy moves we're seeing across the market. Yeah. And some of the, some of those are being picked up in our factor models, right? And so we can identify in real time. Not only is this unusual volume, right, which is frankly a pain to look up, and we're also identifying. Is the what is how does this fit into the historical time series for that company and what's the most plausible driver of it? It might just be a tweet, it might be a news article that got buried somewhere, it might be in a news in, in one of the news wires. Um, and so we're analyzing all of that in real time and surfacing that information directly to our users. So, right now, if you go to marketreader.com, it's pretty much just I, I identifying the unusual volatility in the coming weeks. We're actually going to be rolling out features uh analy- providing all of that analysis. We've got those models up and running in our internal beta environment. I Evan,
2: this is so interesting. So do you give an actual reason? Like does market reader actually give the reasons? So obviously it'd say Walmart earnings, you'd say target sympathy, but you get some, you know, like Bed Bath and beyond, do you give it to like Reddit? Like do you give like or somebody, you know, saying something in social media? Do you give the actual reason or do you just kind of like, you know, as it an overview of it?
3: Yeah. So we actually, you know, we identify what is the most likely reason. Most likely. Um, Right, so we're not we're not saying definitively this is the cause. Yeah. We're not going to claim this is causal, but we can say this is a plausible explanation. Here's the news story or set of news stories, um, and that or or the tweet, the single tweet that is most likely an explanation as to what's going on here. So you'll uh, say the actual
2: t- user that tweeted the thing, like I actually mentioned who tweeted this. Oh yeah, and... yeah, 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 yeah. Well, oh, we'll wow.
3: identify a link directly to to the to that Twitter handle um, really cool. with the news. We're actually working on a suite of natural language generation models to automatically summarize a whole set of articles because wow. nobody wants to go through and read two dozen articles like who has time for that right yeah. so you want the one paragraph that tells you why is this thing moving in real time
2: this is something that I should be a customer I should be one of your customers here. So I'm going around you. trying to find this information it save me some time I'm like okay what's going on with this stock we asked the Benzinga news desk and then they're looking and we're looking and everybody's trying to figure out what's happening here
3: just go that's, market, no right? that it's the problem it's the problem we all face anybody who's trading the market actively day in and day out we all a, face this problem it's a it's a pain to keep up with this and so we've been you know going through and, and building a system at scale to to surface that information in real time i yeah. asked
2: that question probably 20 times a day even to other traders in our firm what's going on with this what's going <laughs> yeah. on I mean, we all know what's going on with walmart but it's like you know just randomness moving it's like What's happening here? Who upgraded this that we don't know about yet? Exactly. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah. No.
3: Yep. It's. I mean, we we found an example a few weeks ago from a from a mid cap biotech stock that was selling off one of their drugs in development. Had a you know a volume move that was like 13x their you their usual their usual volume for the ta- for the day in a 10 minute window. And we're going. Uh. Okay. What's going on here? And it got picked up on Twitter half an hour before it got picked up in the news that mm-hmm. they were selling off one of their drugs. And then six hours later, a Cowan analyst downgraded the stock because they were selling off a promising drug. And so we're we're able to track all of that in real time um, and then actually pull up the time series and say, here you go. Here's an individual chart that I'll show you exactly what was the tweet, what was the news article, what was was going on in that moment, what models were firing um, throughout the course of the trading day. Very cool.
4: So is this running 24-7? I mean, because you do have, obviously, the futures markets is a little bit more difficult. Is this something that you have running on a 24-7 basis? And does it, does it incorporate, I mean, futures is hard because there, you know, a lot of different things uh, can affect it. But uh, just wondered how the, uh, what, what when it was running and like on a weekend, like if I go to a weekend, is I going to see anything on this?
3: yeah yeah so it's running 24-7, 365 really the the objective here uh, in the long run our intent is to cover global equities, commodities currencies, crypto options uh, futures, everything. Right now we're covering the. US equities, some crypto and some currencies. We'll be adding in quite a bit more crypto over the coming uh, over the coming weeks and months um, but really um, you know you're absolutely right to point out you know the futures market is is a little bit a little bit wonky to be showing. Um, but uh, you know we we want to have global coverage and and that means real time analysis uh, with with no downtime. Um, you know the crypto markets open twenty four seven, futures markets are trading. You know we we want to make sure we're we're providing that analysis, providing that information to our users uh, all day every day.
1: All right, so I want to come in here and ask about. I did see that you guys also track uh, Wall Street bets mentions and kind of mentions like that I think it's interesting definitely to find out um, if your stock is being followed by Wall Street bets so tell us a little bit about some extra data that is is followed here
3: yeah absolutely that's through a partnership we've got we've got with quiverquant and uh, so they're identifying what's being mentioned on Wall Street bets and we're able to then surface that information. So you, the, you probably saw the Walmart example this morning. I think it was the fifth most fifth most mentioned uh, company on Wall Street bets. So there, you, there you go. Our system identified that, and then obviously explained why there's unusual volatility in in, in Walmart this morning. And so, um, really, our goal is you know is is to track the things that that retail investors care about, right? You know, who people who are trading the markets day in and day out are paying attention. To what's being mentioned in wall street bets so if you go to our twitter feed market reader bot um our city, we're programmatically tweeting out that information um and some of those things are mentioned on wall street bets and we're flagging that in those tweets in real time as well
2: how do you like decipher through the wall street Bets? Guys. and i don't want you to give your secret sauce up here but just like i've went on the wall street bets a few times especially back when the meme stir stocks were just all flying and everything was going crazy and i'm like they're talking about every single stock on the face of the earth here. I'm like, how do you decipher through it all to come up with like the one or two that are going to move off of Wall Street bats mentions?
3: Yeah, so we're not we're not making a value judgment about what we think is going to move. We're just we're, we're just using the quiver quant data on quantity of mentions and flagging that if there's unusual volatility in a company that we're picking up exogenous from from Wall Street bets, we're picking up unusual volatility. We're then reference checking: is there any? Uh, are there mentions that are being picked up in that QuiverQuant data that tracks Wall Street bets? And if there are, we flag that um, so that our users can know: hey, this is this is being talked about over on Wall Street bets, and there's unusual volatility because those two things coinciding, it it matters. It, it matters if you're gonna if you're gonna trade that position. For sure. Let me uh,
4: let me ask you: what level? of sophistication do you need to be at in your investing and trading to make use of your product
3: honestly anybody who's tr- who's trading their own portfolio can use it um you know obviously look we we're we're all active traders here like you know having having data that updates every 10 minutes matters if you're trading throughout the course of the trading day but the reality of it is, if you're a more passive investor who only looks at your positions every month or every quarter, um, you still want to know why is why is some stock in my portfolio moving? Right. And, you know, and, you know, to, to use that that Walmart example again this morning. Right. If you've got if you've got Walmart in your in your portfolio, or for that matter, if you've got Target or Lowe's or yeah. Home Depot, all of which are moving this morning. Right. Right. Um, you need to know why those things are moving if they're sitting there in your portfolio or on your watch list, regardless of your time horizon. So um, we've been working on a whole uh, on, on a modification of our system that gives people information on what we're referring to as day to moment. So from the start of that trading day to that very moment, so it's a little bit of a longer time horizon than the, than the 10 minute windows that we've been looking at but over time really the ex- our expectation is any level of sophistication and you know anybody from the most technical traders who are, who are moving very quickly on the int- on an intraday basis to the more passive investor who's you know in their portfolio once or twice a quarter um, they want they ask this question why is X Y or z in my portfolio moving and it's a pain to find that answer right now and we're surfacing that in real time with with, with a variety of models running in concert with one
2: another It's so much harder than it used to be because I've been in this business 23 years and it used to be able to find the reason why my stock was moving within seconds, even without social. And people say, it's always easier. You can go on Twitter, you can find stuff, but (laughs) there's just so many different places to look now. It used to just be, you know, oh, somebody's talking about it on CNBC. If it's not in the news and somebody's talking about it on CNBC, it was like one of three or four things. And now it's like, no, it's some dude that's got a following on Twitter and he just gave an opinion on this stock and his opinion carries weight because he's got a hundred thousand followers. I mean, it's like so much to follow. So it's tricky. Well, and,
3: and, and honestly, even some of the micro caps or small caps, you only need a couple thousand people following that that stock to really move price. Right. And and so, you know, it's it's a matter of tracking that, you know, in the long term, our ambition is to cover more social media beyond just Twitter, um, really be able to to dig down into, you know, is there somebody with a big Reddit following that's, that's talking about this, this particular security, right? Is there, you know, is this trade coming up a bunch in a discord chat, right? Like there, there are things like that, that, you know, ultimately these are all trackable. It's just a matter of you have to collate the information and make it discoverable in one system.
4: Do we have like 400 programmers? I mean, like how, how do you, like, I, I know you got your PhD. I mean, to me, I mean, like, uh, like, like, how big is your company? How how do you get all this information and and put it together in a in a timely fashion with it being correct?
3: I I'm very fortunate. I have a, a small but very very talented team. Uh, my co-founders Jens Nordvig and Webb Bigol are both okay. um, a- absolutely masters at what they do. Jens is a, is an eminent macro analyst, and Webb's been building technology systems. For, for retail traders for you know the last last 10, 15 years here and so we're just we're, we're really really good at what we do and uh, there are only nine of us. Uh, we, we're a wow. small team still but uh, but no we're, we're actually you know we, we've built out our technology systems to ingest this information in uh, in real time and analyze it as quickly as possible because it's just not possible to do this with human beings. it's human just beings. it would be cost prohibitive.
4: We've been on the line with Evan Stidman. Uh, he's the original founder of Prattle and the co-founder at Market Reader. And uh, Evan, I have a feeling you're going to be back on this show real soon. I really appreciate it. Great information. This is what this is what we're trying to do in real time, too. We try to take all the information that that's thrown at us, and you're finding a way to do it mechanically. So thanks a lot, Evan, and uh, we'll be talking to you again soon.
3: Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a thanks, good one.
1: Evan. All right. Let's keep on going there. It was interesting to hear from that. And I I like how they also take a look at the sectors. Like Joel said, literally what we do just doing it in a mechanical yeah, sense mechanical way
4: all right we're leaking our triple d uh maybe a little that, leak a little maybe leak. that well, rsi I was just evan, what's going on indicator. it's the rsi i should have known we should have asked
2: evan what was going on he could have at the system right now and tell us why the s and p just lost five points
4: <laughs> we're going down. No, no, oh no all right uh uh, I
2: mean, no. okay, so you got, <laughs> you're coming into retail earnings season here, folks. Walmart's obviously a driver of the bus here for retail stocks today. Most of them are going to be higher. Yes, you can argue with me that while Home Depot is going the other way, but Walmart is still the driver. Walmart's oh, always yeah. the driver. Um, You've got a lot of other companies. Target's going to report tomorrow. Lowe's going to report tomorrow. You're going to get Kohl's. You're going to hear from like the you know Ross stores. Estee Lauder, Deer later in the week. So you're in the heart. You're coming into what we like to call retail earning season. So, you know, what is, you know, the catalyst here, you know, is always the question, um, you know, for, for every day. Like the first thing when I'm coming in and start my morning day, I'm like, what's the driver? You know, today was going to be Walmart to a certain extent because there wasn't a lot on the earnings calendar. Home Depot is there, yes, but Walmart just carries so much more weight with so many more investors. Um, you got a small company, C uh, Limited, obviously, that reported here as well. Um, so it's moving, but it's it's Walmart as a driver. I can't tell you the reason why we just lost five points, but I can tell you when you're gaining 50 <laughs> points over the course of, you know, a week or, t- or, or over the course of a couple of days, losing five points might just be natural volatility.
4: Yeah, I mean, we've had, uh, uh, you know, we've just had a tremendous run in the market. And I know we've, you know, we we go on different, you know, sides of the markets. And you guys are anticipating, you know, when things are going with Pelosi and China. And I just tried to like, okay, I'm not going to make an investment decision, you know, based on that. And I'm not going to make any investment, uh, you know, decisions based on the RSI. But I am going to be hawking that high from yesterday. I am going to be hawking this 4,300. And this is just I just can't express what a critical level is when you have a rally, you know you fake every like, okay, fifty percent that's gotta be it. We're gonna hit the fifty percent and I think and Mark chaikin talks about this sometimes you go to the point six one eight and I try not to complicate my technical analysis, uh, but I bet you we could be right there right now, so I mean, we got a level we have a the best level to lean on as far as potential. Let me put a capital P there, potential resistance than we've had since the June bottom
2: the chat's talking chats ahead man i tell you there's some lagging indicators our chat is often a leading <laughs> indicator our chat is awesome and they're talking obviously fomc minutes tomorrow it's funny somebody typed f-o-m-o fomo minutes and i was like that? <laughs> i mean, don't think that goal? was a mistake I the don't think, fomo that... minutes i don't like, think there's, there's, a a, mistake. there's a website for you the fomo minutes So we just created a million dollar website for somebody Going to the FOMO minutes, i will tell you all the media style, tell you all the memester stocks that are going. The Bed Bath & Beyond is going, here's the FOMO minutes. Look, we create stuff here, man. Somebody just grabbed the URL, probably. FOMO minutes.
1: Go yeah, daddy. I, I just stole that and myself. got a raise for that. So appreciate you uh, in the chat. <laughs> I just stole
2: some. Yeah, I just recently had $1 million idea again.
1: Thanks. Thanks for the idea. I'll, I'll take the raise. I'll take <laughs> you out just to dinner. just throw
2: the say FOMO minutes. <laughs> I like that.
1: That's um, did catch in the 13 Fs that was interesting and you can look at different ones, right? Um one that's been in the news lately a lot is Elliott Investment Management. Uh Elliot started a stake in Pinterest but shed Twitter. Um so Pinterest, let's take a quick look. I wonder, I
4: mean, did he we sell into that decline? States. Did he sell into the decline in Twitter? I, I don't know. I don't know if that was a good accent. You probably, I mean, it,
1: Yeah, I don't know that was the best time to exit.
4: He's been on this PANS. I mean, I'm not going to fight him. You usually get these initial pops. It doesn't look like people are falling for it this time, though. It usually pops and fades. I mean, you got the clear line in the sand here, just around the $24 area. I'm not saying it can't go higher, but give me a couple closes over $24, and uh, I'll look for the next monthly high.
1: Also, uh, the Gates Foundation turning to autos with Vroom and Carvana. Thought that was interesting.
4: Do we is is Bill a market? Mo- I mean, do we do we put him in that market mover category, Dennis? I don't think you're trading on. Who, who is this? Bill Gates.
2: No. Nah. I don't care. <laughs> Zero cred to Bill Gates. Found. found um, I was mean, wondering why
1: Carvana went up. <laughs>
2: Let's go Car- down now. <laughs> yeah, no. I, so who are we I mean, it's this is stuff high. we're gonna talk about on Thursday too, like a little more detail. But right now, you gotta know what Elliott's doing for sure. They're moving. He's stuff. Hot. He's hot. You always gotta know what Berkshire. What doing. about There's no mover off the thirteen? house bigger than Berkshire Hathaway. You know, Dan Loeb. You can look at. Yeah, that's I mean, what I was gonna about, bring you up. You, know, right you now. can look at Icon. What's Uncle Carl doing? I think Uncle nothing. Took, well, he actually took a position. I had it written down in Bosch and, and right Loeb. Or... Yeah, Bosch and Loam yeah, which Bosh What Lom. the heck? They change the symbol on that every other week. I, What's the I symbol don't even on know that, that, that thing now?
1: B-L-C-O is what B-L-C-O. I B-L-C-O.
2: They change the symbol on that every other week. So he took a stake in Bosch Loma. It was trading up slightly. I don't even know Bosh what night. this does. What was but... the
4: original? What was this? Remember this was like a $300 stock, Dennis? It was it was a pharma a long time ago. What's back that? when we had Skrelly on the show. This thing had... I think Ackman got caught in it. Help me out, chat. You're such a great chat. Help help me out on this one. (laughs) What what did that used to be? Uh, You'll know it. Um, Okay. What's
2: Doc? Who's who's? What are you talking? Who? I I think
4: Ackman got caught in this one. It was like a two Herbalife. No, what? No, it wasn't (laughs) the Herbalife. It wasn't the
2: Herbalife Herbalife. saga. No,
4: this wasn't the Herbalife. (laughs) Valiant. Thank you, Jason Maliant, Phillips.
2: There you go. Yeah. Valiant became got a couple of people. BHC, right? Yes. Valiant became BHC, Bosch Health Companies, which is different than Bosch and Lom. And then BHC has had just a world of trouble here for wow. a while here now. Um, yeah, that's obviously, that's look back pretty. at this, 2015, this was a $260 stock. Yeah, I'm it. not sure if they spun something off or if that's just natural fall, but six bucks here now this was this was a kramer darling here too this was one of his bad picks he had some good ones but this was a bad one i yeah. i don't know this stock's been in a world of trouble but it's beat up i mean you're buying not too far from all-time lows on bhc
1: all right let's start wrapping up what are the levels to watch joel today are there any levels that you can give us uh, overall well, I mean, market it, here you
4: guys have been you've been paying any attention here i mean come on we got <laughs> you got you got the closing high of the move right at 98 and a quarter. And then I actually have um six stars on 430550. That was your April 26th, your April 28th high. Uh, 05 uh was your May 4th high, Monday's high. So that's that's might even be a six star there. So gotta get green, gotta take out that level. If not, I you know, I don't know what your RSI is saying, or your SIR <laughs> or your ISR. But we're at resistance. On the downside here, always I look at the pre-market low, and there's not much under that. There's not much under that, that pre-market low. So there are uh, they're your numbers. Easier to give you resistance on a day like this
2: than support. We'll see what happens. Time. Two minutes. Two oh. minutes? Okay. Two minutes ticker time. Go. Well, wow, go, I wanted go. to
1: wrap up the the event here uh, talk, but yeah, we could do a, a little. We could sneak a ticker in there. One
2: ticker, at least one ticker.
1: All right, all right. What do you got? Well, let's just do Disney. Martin, Martin was asking about it. It did get the lift yesterday. Yeah, we talked a little I sold bit about that. part of that. the
2: position here. Wow, what a move. I mean, this was just. This has been an incredible run for what Disney. What do you do now, Dennis? You hold you, on. I think if you have it on for a trade, you ring the register. I have it on for a long-term investment, so I've got to hold some of it. 130 is a target that was a hard level i thought 120 but 130 was a big level too so i gotta think you've come this far 130 would be my target if i had this on for a trade it's had an incredible run everybody said you know i've been i was wrong about this for a long time and sometimes the market just bails you out on your wrong calls which it absolutely did i'm glad i bought more i wish i would have bought more in the 90s everybody said it was going to 60 it was going to 90 it wasn't you know it was disney this isn't like you know some startup you know mickey mouse firm which it absolutely is um i think 130 is a likely target what do for this you think thing? about the obviously ESPN. still have a piece of it
1: espn top. did you see the I news i
2: less about espn this espn is not their bread and butter anymore so the parks disney plus it's mainly the parks that still run this business the parks are killing it the parks are not going you know one thing to consider though if we're going to recession the park revenue could go down but, you know, Disney Plus, they're still figuring that out. They're going straight to Disney Plus on some movies and stuff. I think it's still going to be a huge moneymaker. And I like I've said before, I think Disney is going to be a huge player in the metaverse. You can go buy meta, and you can go buy, you know, bet, bet on. But don't bet against Disney in the metaverse. It's going to be some awesome, you know, 10 years from now, you'll be sitting in your living room. You're throwing on your, I don't know if it's going to be Oculus or something else. You'll be going on these Disney rides from your Disney Plus like literally metaverse Disney here you go Disney Plus becomes like their metaverse theme park here you want to go to Disney World we got the metaverse theme park running right through Disney Plus so you go you feel like you're in these rides that's going to happen so you want metaverse play it is Disney it is going to be a huge How are you going to go to Blizzard Beach and go They'll down have that huge water slide. Or they can have little, like
4: little water bottles coming out of the TV. They, they or... use like
2: what was the thing I watched? It was on CNBC, and they had you know something where, where you put it on the headset, and it uses air pressure, like little air pressure comes out of it to stimulate your skin to make you think like you're wet. It's unbelievable. So they're like little things that they can do. <laughs> so you want to go to Blizzard Beach? There'll be like little air pressure, like. And you'll have a, a simulation that you feel like you're getting wet. You see it's these you, see, you see these these kids I that I play with, with on the show. I just came up with everything for them. Hire me, Disney. <laughs> Take me off the show. Hire me for all your ideas. I just reinvented your whole entire firm. Uh, Call no tech.
4: No. Call me. No technical weakness. Uh, just real quick and then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get out of here. No technical weakness. I wrote this up after the gap and go. I think it was on Friday's the pre-market prep stock of the day. And I said, you know what, just put your stock you know below that gap and just keep moving it up. And if it starts to, you know, if the market starts to roll over or starts to get some downgrades, then you get taken out on some downside momentum. As far as daily level goes, I can't get 127 out of my head today. So Keep an eye on that. There's not an exact level there, but there's two highs that split it. So uh, Triple D, I'll let you finish up, and uh, I'll check in with you guys later on. Uh, Great show today. Thanks, Mitch.
1: Have a good one, Joel. All right, Joel's getting on out of here. He's going to Pre-Market Prep Plus, but don't miss it. Of course, the Intro to Swing Trading event coming on Thursday, $99, and get your discount, PMPP10. Don't miss it. Go to premarketprep.com on August 18th. Three hours of education. Joel Alcannon, Dennis Dick, Rob Friesen, and maybe a little dancing. Who knows? Don't miss it, guys. Don't miss it. You guys want to go ahead
2: and check it out. Special guest, The Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers. Of course, baby. You can't miss that. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you, I'm putting together. I'm gonna to put together a pile more stuff here. I'm working hard the next two days again, still working on my presentations. All I'm gonna have all kinds of new material talking so, all kinds of different swing relationships, but try yeah, like I specialize in the 24-hour trade, but you know, obviously we're gonna be talking we're gonna talk some of that too, but we're gonna be talking, you know, these positions where you know you've got a catalyst that makes the turn happen, talking these market turns, you know, what you know, like how I was able to identify. You know, the the bottom with A-R-K-K, which mm-hmm. I called to 10 minutes after it happened. Go to my Twitter account on May the 12th. I felt like it was capitulation. It was capitulation. It was the low. Call that 10 minutes after it happened. So what am I using to do that? You know, I'm using a little bit of my head, but well, how, how am I coming up with that kind of stuff? Sometimes you're wrong you know, in anything you're wrong, but you know, you don't see books on identifying turns and stuff, you know, people, you know, you can use RSI, it's going to turn, but we're trying to get it more, you know, to a science here. So we're going to be coming up with a bunch of stuff here. Um, Obviously going to be 12 to three on Thursday. So join us, please
1: yeah definitely one of the things that i would say is yeah you can use an indicator and you guys see me using indicators all the time but there's something that comes with the process of thinking with that indicator that i think is more important even and that's what dennis will be really talking about how to look at the market environment how to kind of assess that before going into the swing trade which definitely helps you if you understand environment you understand rotation then you can definitely catch a lot of great swing trades and catch the turn. Let's take a look at that trailer for the swing trading event. And like I mentioned in the chat there, I will go ahead and put up the discount code. Check it on out. The intro to swing trading from pre-market prep.
3: Are you tired of being sucked into momentum stocks just as the momentum turns the other way? Do you not have a big enough account or tired of the complexity for options trading? Well, join free market prep's introduction to swing trading. This is going to get me fired up. Learn event-driven trading seasonality, sympathy trading, and you can stay on top with optimal hedging strategies. So welcome back, Spencer Israel, from the market hiatus and learn along with Tim as he hones his trading and investing skills. August 18th, 12 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern. You think you learn a lot every day listening to pre-market prep, learn how to become an investor that can survive the swings, ups and downs in this volatile environment.
1: Don't miss it, team. I'll see you guys there on Thursday. Let's go ahead. Let's dive on into it. Welcome to now we're going to get into live trading. So come on over. We'll go ahead and get into live trading action. I think Lord Ryan is out, but I should have Zunaid. I'm ready to dive into this market. Let's see if we get a turnaround or not. I'll see you guys a little bit later. Of course, on at the close, if you guys watch pre-market prep, but for somehow, don't watch at the close. What are you doing? You're missing out on the close show with Joel Al And come on over. That's at 3.30 p.m. Eastern every single day. I'll see you guys on Benzinga. Up next, we guys got some live trading action.